Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose, going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations, going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after, and go and fulfill that purpose. Today is the One Flesh series of the Purpose Podcast. Uh, in this series, we dive deep into marriage, how to find a woman, how to make your wife, and uh, how to keep her around after you get married. Uh, it's becoming incredibly more important in today's day and age. Uh, the more that I kind of look around, the more that I see uh, marital issues becoming really tough. And so we're going to dive deep on the Purpose Podcast every single Wednesday with the One Flesh. Uh, a lot of it has been just myself talking. Uh, that's because, uh, you know, I don't have enough friends to be on the podcast, but uh, I finally found one. So uh, I found one. His name is Austin Reinold. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And I wanted to add uh, voluntarily keeping like your wife voluntarily sticking around. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Voluntarily to, to our episode that we just recorded. Uh, that'll air Monday. I don't know. Is this one airing Sunday? Uh, no, so, this one will be airing tomorrow. So tomorrow. we're much more last okay. minute. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have to listen on Monday to ours to get that joke. But, uh, as yeah. you were saying that I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, when I started with that, I was like, he's going to key on and he's going to key in on that. Uh, but yeah, so how to find a woman, how to get her to be your girlfriend, get her to be your fiance, get her to be your wife and then keep her around consensually after that. Um, yeah. So, and again, go listen to Austin's Austin's uh, Austin and Cam's podcast on just one outdoors. They graciously, uh, well, I say graciously, they didn't have anybody. They, they, if their dog could talk on a mic, they probably would have had him on, but they didn't have anybody else to record. So, um, they shot me a text message and said, Hey, uh, Hey, come, come be on the pod. And, uh, we'll, I guess, you know, it kind of speaks to the lack of care that you might have for your audience for the fact that you let me be on your podcast, but I won't say much. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about it and going out of all the hunting stories we've heard, your episode will be number 68 out of all the stories we've heard. Yours is probably one of the best ones just because of the golf car, all of that. And then the video sent back. I listened to the audio, I listened to the audio of that video and you hear the guy that you're hunting with going like, what's your name? And then he, he said, he's like, what are you trying to do? And you're like trying to kill some does. And the guy goes, <clears throat> excuse me. He goes, well then stop talking and scaring away all my deer. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he was he was super funny man and if he was talking to his wife so he sent that video to his wife and so you hear him like later in the video he's like i'm firing hoss i'm gonna have to kill all these deer <laughs> <laughs> uh dude you can't uh, all right listen you, you gotta you gotta do me right if if i'm gonna be uh if i'm gonna tell a story like that you've got to make me episode 69 you can't you can't <laughs> let me be episode 68 uh, I'll see. I'll see if I can squeeze one in. Yes. You can squeeze in a turkey one, but yes. we'll see. I'll do my uh, best. You, you got to make it work. You got to make it work. You got to make it work. Got to let me be episode sixty nine. If I don't, if I don't know, I was that close. I would have made you wait a, wait a week to record with me. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking about it. You got to let me be episode sixty nine. I need it. Oh, it needs gosh. to happen. <laughs> 
and you don't have to say anything on your podcast. I know y'all are a lot more Christian on your podcast. You don't have to say anything. Just let me have the satisfaction of being episode 69. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. You're awesome. You're awesome. Anyway, guys, uh, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about marriage, actually. Um, speaking of the 69, uh, we're here to talk about marriage and we're here to help make your relationships better. And, you know, Austin and I, we had a really good conversation um, when he joined our podcast and I still haven't looked at which episode that was. It's an episode. Uh, it's numbered. It's not episode 69. So he's not as cool as I am, hopefully. But uh, it's it's episode something and I forgot what it was. Uh, go look up. It's called Just One Purpose. I do remember the title of it. So Just One Purpose with, uh, with Austin. And Reinald. And, you know, I took what I took away from that is that this dude is a much better person than I am. And uh, he seems to have some things figured out uh, with his wife. And so eventually I want to get him on to talk to all of y'all about how to run a marriage. And one thing that I really saw from Austin, uh, you know, what what we kind of do, Brett and I, when we get a guest on the podcast is we cyber stalk them for a good uh, amount of time. And we see, <laughs> hey, what all can we learn about this person in order to make an interesting podcast? And, uh, you know, Austin's background was pretty clean. I found some things in the fifth grade that weren't flattering, but uh, his, his, his record was uh, pretty clean. But Brett said, hey, man, the the big thing about this dude and, and these guys is, number one, they're they're good Christians. Number two, they like love to get outdoors. Uh, they love to uh, go hunting. But he saw a lot of uh, pictures and content, I guess a lot. He saw more than what you would assume of you and your wives uh, getting out and getting into the outdoors. And he took from that that maybe, you know, y'all introduced your wives to the outdoors a little bit or introduced them to at least some new things and that you were involving your wife in your hobbies. And in my experience, uh, guys have those hobbies to get away from their wives. And, you know, I won't say that I'm not guilty of that. Uh, but you know, the more I'm like, man, I kind of, you know, I'm out there and I'm hunting. I'm like, man, I kind of wish she was here. Like, you know, I want her around. I don't want to get away from her. And uh, it's important to do that. So I hugely respect you and Cam's ability. Sorry, uh, you and Cam's ability to uh, to do that. And that's what we're here to discuss uh, today. So um, I know I'm talking a lot, but uh, this is still the purpose podcast. Why don't you go ahead and uh, restate your purpose for me and then we'll get into the topic. So my purpose, um, it was pretty simple, boiled it down to uh, just being a godly man, um, whether that's leading in my marriage, um, leading in the community, um, leading in the hunting industry, you know, um, and serving the Lord and doing what, what he calls me to do and share, um, sharing my faith. You know, it's a, it's a big part of me. It's a big part of why I enjoy the outdoors and uh, that that's, I boiled it down to very simple Christianese answer of, I want to be a godly man, but there's a, you know, and everything I look at in my life, there's an aspect of faith in it, um, including hunting where I'm literally killing an animal. There's an aspect of faith in that for me. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, like I said, I'm newly, not newly starting. I had and we'll save this for maybe the, the next podcast that we're going to record for Sunday. But uh, I was, you know, heavily involved in like youth uh, doing the youth Christian stuff. And it, it made me a little bit bitter towards all of it through, you know, kind of high school, but I'm slowly coming back. We're going to a Baptist church now and, and I don't really have the knees to be dancing anyway. So um, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of like the Baptist, but uh, so, um, that's, that's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're 
sorry i didn't know that i was gonna say that when i said it uh so we're we're newly baptist uh we're getting into uh the small groups i really really love the small groups i haven't found a love for the sermon yet um the sermon just to be honest has been kind of uh, agonizing. This isn't about my, my trip into Christianity, but I say that because, uh, that is one thing that I found is that to be a truly good Christian, your faith needs to be involved in, in everything that you do. Um, everything that you do. And it's kind of the ultimate trump card, uh, to my question, what is your purpose is because eventually everybody's just going to be like, I want to be a godly man. And it is the ultimate purpose. Like, you know, that I guess that's what helps when you have an 800 page book in front of you telling you how to live is you can say, I want to live according to this. And then, and then it's like, Oh, well, everybody's going to have the same purpose, but no, it's cool. Um, and that's what I found about these Christian guys is that it's so grounding in, in, in purpose. It's so grounded in purpose. Uh, the Bible is that, um, I, I do think that I was onto something when I, when I called this the purpose podcast, I just didn't know that it, I was just like, Oh, I want to do Christianity. You know what I'm saying? Cause that, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is, is that you have a purpose to serve God. And so I, I always love that answer. Don't think that it's, that it's too simple as long as you can, you know, back it up and articulate it. I think it's an excellent purpose. And the, the, my favorite guys that have come on here have had uh, a purpose directly related to Christ. So that's really cool. But, yeah. It, for me, it's, it's everything to me, you know, it's faith, family, hunt, hunting, you know, and that's kind of how you were saying earlier, we get our wives involved because our wives are that important to us. You know, if it ever becomes, I'm choosing hunting over, uh, let's say this, I've heard stories of people who or and I've, people have commented on some of our, some of our stuff uh, that we've posted, like when your wife says you can't go hunt tomorrow. And, uh, just some comments about like their marriage ending because of hunting or fishing. And that breaks my heart because I'm like, that is not at all how it's supposed to be. So, you know, faith, family, outdoors, that's kind of the order of things. And they all kind of feed into one another. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons I'm starting this, this one flesh series is because, you know, guys will say, oh, it's because of the hunting and fishing and not to discount anybody's opinions or stories or something like that. Uh, guys will say it's it's because of the hunting and fishing. And it's like, no, it's because your marriage wasn't good enough to support hunting and fishing. <laughs> you know, like there's a key there's a key difference there is that, you know, the effort that you put into your marriage wasn't enough for you to be able to go hunt and fish. You didn't earn the ability to hunt and fish because you didn't put the work in on your marriage. And that's why I think this is so critical. Um, let's talk about. Give me, give me a little bit of background. Um, you know, I know you're, uh, you shouldn't have told me that your wife was awake because now I know you have three hours to record. So, uh, <laughs> that's a joke, but I got to go eat, eat at some point. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, we're, we're both on the same, we're on the same page. Uh, we do have to eat at some point, but, um, I do want you to walk me through kind of how you met your wife. Uh, give me the, the quick and dirty rundown of how, uh, I don't even know your wife's name. So give me all of it. Yeah. So my wife's name is Madison. Um, I met her at Evangel University. It's a, um, a Christian college here in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I was playing soccer. She was running track and we met through a mutual friend that I was kind of talking to, but it was kind of like, it was one of those where you're talking to her, to the girl, but you're just like, yeah, we're just better off as friends. And I'm still friends with that girl to, to this day. She's actually one of my wife's best friends. Um, but she ended up introducing us. 
And at the time, my wife had a boyfriend back home. Uh, she's from mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, at the um, originally. <clears throat> and, you know, I we started hanging out, you know, talking a little bit. And um, it got to the point where I had to set a boundary of going, listen, in respect to you and to your boyfriend, we can't be friends anymore if this is if this, you know, if you want to still be with him, we can't be friends because there was that flirtatious, I guess, vibe, um, between us. And, um, that kind of hit her. She wasn't really expecting me to say that, but I just kind of told her, Hey, listen, this is, uh, I need to kind of take a step back from hanging out with you, from being around you because I'm, I like you, but I can't, do this to another guy, to a bro, you know? Um, and you know, over, I think that was just before summer. I could have that wrong. Um, long story uh, short, she ended up breaking up with him. Um, then dating me and, you know, through, through, uh, through dating, we had some rough patches that I really think helped us, um, in our marriage. I mean, we've only been married two years, but, you know, there are couples who say like, we never fight. And honestly, I feel like I'm one of those that I can honestly say we never really fight. We do have disagreements. We have arguments, not, not even arguments. We have like just little times and a lot of it revolves around hunting. Um, one that I can think of just recently is, um, we had planned a, planned a date on a Saturday and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, do this, uh, shed hunt with the men's group that I lead. And then, uh, I'll probably go fish after that. And she was like, well, what about me? Like, what about our date? And, you know, I think through the hardships that we had before we got married, um, we learned how to communicate and, uh, that wasn't like a, she didn't get like offended or anything. She was just like reminding me knowing that I forgot because of how we learned to communicate. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I, we did plan a date. I'm sorry. Nick's fishing. I'll be here. And, you know, we, we, that's how we work through a lot of the hunting stuff because yes, she gets outdoors with me, but it's not as much as this guy who literally wants to wear camouflage every day. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's awesome, man. There, there was a few ways I was going to take that. Number one, uh, we've got to pour one out for a homie that lost his girlfriend, uh, at your expense. So yeah, pour one, yeah. pour one out for that guy. Hopefully he's doing well. Um, but he just got beat and he got beat by the best apparently. So, um, apparently. Just because there's a, just because there's a goalie don't mean you can't score. Uh, <laughs> sorry. As a but. former soccer player, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> Well, we're going to have to, I knew this was going to get to there at some point, but we're going to have to just understand that we're going to agree to disagree on soccer in general. Um, that's I, fair. you know, that's fair, but you know, me from being from Texas, I can't, I can't get down with, with the soccer, but, uh, anyway, uh, so, <laughs> um, no, dude, that, that was really cool. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways we could go with that. Um, you said that, one of the things I do want to key on is that some of the troubles and stuff that you went through while you were dating prepped you 
prepped you for marriage. Um, what did your dating life look like? What did that consist of? And, you know, I, obviously we're here to open up about marriage and, um, things like that. So don't let me get too personal with you if, if it's not something you're comfortable with, but, um, I do want to kind of let the listeners know the, the full experience of what your, what your dating scene kind of looked like. Did y'all live together? Um, did y'all do everything the Christian way? Were you really strict and what, you know, problems came about, came from that, uh, that you said helped you in your marriage? Um, so we didn't live together. We, um, we pretty much did it the Christian way, if you want to call it that way. Um, yeah, no sex before marriage, uh, anything like that. And, um, you know, we, the things that really caused issues were the things that we were trying to figure out on how our lives were going to mesh together. Um, she yeah. wants to be around her family. I want to be around my family. Um, we did some long distance for a little bit. Um, I was ready to get married a lot sooner than she was. And that led to some arguments just because it was like, um, she, it, it felt like she, we had been dating for a while and it felt like she was just like, yeah, you know, we're good dating. And I was like, I'm ready to, you know, we're about to go long distance, um, after college. So, um, and you know, not to say I was right or she was right. It was more both of us. And we really just had to learn how to communicate how we felt because I don't think either of us fully knew how to communicate what we were feeling because she would, she would say something and I would take it one way Yep. when she completely meant it another way um, that, you know, for, for lack of better terms and to keep it short and, and all, it, it was like, I would get offended by something she said, but really when I found out her heart behind what she said, there was, it wasn't offensive. It was just the way I heard it and the way my brain processed it. And it, I mean that it, I feel like that's in every couple is that, that learning to communicate and how each other communicate, because she was learning how I was communicating and I was learning how she was communicating. And now in our marriage, you know, there are times when she'll just fall silent or zone out or something. And I can kind of pick up on, you know, she has something on her heart, on her mind that she wants to say, and she might not be telling me. So I'm going to pry a little bit and see, you know, what's going on. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, uh, something that's always like, that was a real eye opener for me is that the way, uh, you know, D. Ellen might take something. D. Ellen's my wife's name. I don't know if you know that or not, but uh, D. Ellen might take something that I've said and I didn't realize it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, for example, jokes. Obviously, you can tell I like jokes and I like to make funny jokes and uh, she loves the jokes. And in most settings, she likes the jokes. But uh, sometimes I'll, I'll be like really sarcastic and she thinks it's like a serious moment and she didn't understand the fact that I was being sarcastic. And then she'll like take it kind of hard on herself and then. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why are you upset? Like, I, I, I was just yeah. kidding. And she and she thought I was serious. And so, uh, you know, not only understanding what they mean when they say something, but understanding how you affect them uh, in certain scenarios and understanding how they take it uh, mm -hmm. is is super crucial. And, and I'll agree with you. Did did doing things together like hunting, uh, did that help any of that? And and tell me how that helped. Um, It's. We didn't do too much hunting together before we were married. Um, she would come out occasionally. Um, 
and it was more so just supporting me. Um, I don't think hunting or anything directly helped kind of those communication issues because it was mostly deer season and we weren't talking during deer season. Um, right. Yes. It was just spending that time together, getting to know her getting to, um, show her what I love to do. And, you know, at the time it's kind of funny when we were getting married, Madison fully thought that she was marrying a soccer player, grew up playing soccer. It was my life. Um, coached it for a while after, um, college at the college I attended. Um, you know, it, I, as crazy as some of you Texans are about football, I was for (laughs) soccer. It was on my mind 24 seven. And after I got done with, um, with college ball, and I think we might've talked about this a little, um, on our podcast. Um, I kind of was like, where, you know, I had a purpose for working out. I had a purpose for all this to build up to soccer season. And I had lost that outlet because I mean, everyone yeah. knows that adult sports aren't the same as college sports, you know, unless you're playing professional, which I wasn't playing. Um, so it, I switched my focus onto hunting. And I think that, that kind of is where I discovered a new purpose. So she kind of, thought she was marrying a soccer player and then I switched and became a hunter. So really a lot of our hunting together. Now, not saying I didn't hunt before we were married. I did a lot. Um, like I shared with you, um, on our podcast, I was late to some practices where I was the captain and my dad was the coach because I was out hunting and, you know, flying back, trying to make it on time. Um, so I did a lot of hunting before, but, Um, not as much with her. And then after she tags along quite a bit, especially during deer season, the early parts when it's warmer too. And, um, that is just, that has helped, I would say just more so me than her, like when it comes to conflict resolution and in marriage, I guess is what you'd say. Um, but just seeing that she cares about what I care about even though I know she doesn't care about it at all. Like she would never set foot in the woods. Well, I shouldn't say that she would set foot in the woods to hike and stuff, but to hunt something. Um, but because of me, she's now there with me. She's recorded videos of me actually shooting deer and Turkey and stuff. And she hates it. Like hates seeing me kill something and seeing, well, I, she doesn't hate me seeing me kill something. That's a strong word to use she gets sad about it, yeah. but, um, she's still doing it because she loves to support me. And in return, you know, I'm finding those things that she likes and returning the favor. And sometimes that's as simple as taking a night and instead of hunting, you take her on a date and heck some of our dates, we end up at Bass Pro. So, I mean, it's a win win. (laughs) I mean, honestly, because in Springfield, Springfield, we have the granddaddy of all Bass Pros, so we can take our dog there, walk around, and it is this massive place, and, you know, we just hang out, look at some animals, and have a great time, and, yeah, I I don't know where I was going with that, but Bass Pro is a good store. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, Bass Pro saved marriages. 
Bass Pro does save marriages unless you have a credit card problem. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, man. It, yeah, it's all really good. And, and I think it does uh, involving your wife in, in activities that you do. It, it creates this kind of uh, this this unification of uh, of interests, I guess, to where, you know, kind of like you said, she's not interested in the in the killing or the hunting. She may not even be interested in the processing, things like that. Uh, but what she's interested in is making sure that uh, you live a good life and a fulfilled life and making sure that you do the things that you enjoy. Um, and it's, it's super critical to do things like that. And again, to return them, you know, one of my wedding vows, uh, one flesh episode one, I think is, uh, I think I named it promises made promises kept. Uh, I don't know how you did your wedding vows, but uh, the only way I could think to do them was to go through and like make actual like numbered promises of these are the things that I promise I'll do. Uh, and I believe number eight, uh, I don't know if it's worth me trying to dig it out of this <laughs> journal. Um, number eight was to take the pictures because my wife loves taking selfies of every damn thing that we do. Um, <laughs> and so as you can tell, I'm really, I'm really excited about it, but uh, yeah, number, number eight was, yeah, I promise always to take the pictures. And that was just an acknowledgement of, Hey, look, uh, I'm going to do the things that you like to do because you like to do them. And I want you to cherish the things that, that I like to do. And it's difficult. It really is difficult, especially when you can spend your time doing something else. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's my wife is a whole lot more selfless than I am, uh, incredibly more selfless than I am. Like I, I'm a selfish bastard, you know, compared to her uh, any day of the week. Um, and it, it's, it, it's very difficult. Uh, I, I feel like, especially for guys, because we get hyper fixated on some of the things that we like to do. Um, and we have no interest, you know, especially with, with other things like that, um, like shopping or whatever, whatever it is they like to do. Uh, it's difficult. You know, my wife, she's not a big money spender. Uh, she doesn't like to spend money unless it's being spent on me. Um, you know, clothes shopping. She loves going clothes shopping for me. Uh, and, and I love clothes shopping for me, uh, cause she likes to see me try on new things and buy all the shirts and stuff like that. She's like really invested in, in me and what I'm doing. And that's, it, it's super, it's super nice, but it's always hard when we've spent like an hour shopping for my clothes. And then she's like, Oh, I want to go shop for my clothes. And I'm like, Oh, you know, like, right. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do this. But then I, then I have to realize that, Hey man, we just spent an hour doing my stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. let's go in and buy her, you know, and I like, I like expensive stuff. Like I'm the bougie one in the relationship. Like I'll go and <laughs> drop $500 at a clothes store and not even, and not even blink, you know, like I, I, yeah. I, I won't, I won't do that, but I could, go spend $500 at a clothes store. You know, I could go down to Academy, yeah. uh, spend $500 easy if I had it, uh, to whereas she'll go down to Academy and she'll spend 20, 30 bucks on some cheap t-shirts with, you know, a cool print on the back and, and she's good to go. And she's just mm -hmm. as happy as I am spending, you know, two, 300 bucks on clothes. Um, and I think one of the key reasons it, that it's important to, um, invest yourself in the things that they enjoy that you might not is it builds that selflessness. Um, and so, you know, I started this with why did you get your wife into hunting? But I think an even more important aspect uh, is, is us as men uh, going out of our way to be involved uh, in the things that they do. And it, would you say that it's a, it's a pretty genuine stereotype that uh, women in a, in a relationship are typically 
in, in a good, healthy relationship uh, tend to be a little bit more selfless than the man. Would you say that that's a, a decent rule to follow? Probably. Yeah, I would say that's probably a good rule to follow. Because yeah, as you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, I I, I think in like, uh, I don't know, it. I can think of a lot of scenarios where it's not that way. Um, I think I think a woman is is more likely to, I guess, I think men are, are it's, it's, it's selflessness in a different way. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like men will, you know, sacrifice uh, themselves to give kind of like these non-tangible benefits like money or security or things like that. Like, uh, you know, one of the reasons I only go, I go to work is my wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the only reason I walk through the door some days uh, yeah. is, is for my wife. But I think they're a lot more direct with their, with their sense of service to, to be involved in what we want to do and, and to give directly to us. And I think it's important as men to, to follow that up with being interested in the things that, that they like to do. Do you agree? I do. I do agree with that. So what, uh, do you think that, um, what were the, the kind of trials and tribulations of, uh, getting her out into the wilderness to, to do some things that you like to do? Um, She's never grown up with any sort of hunting, fishing background or anything. So it was kind of just introducing her to the woods and what we'd be doing. Um, And, you know, you can hike, you can get out in the woods, but there's something different about going out into the woods, sitting with the intent to kill something. Um, And, you know, I think it was hard for her at first. And I think any normal person killing something for the first time or seeing it killed for the first time is pretty hard. Um, you know, I remember my first, first animal I killed was a sparrow and I had shot it and the BB, uh, pellet out of the BB gun hit it in the eye and it fell mm-hmm. to the ground was still alive because the BB gun didn't have enough power. So we had to put it out of its misery and it tore me up. I was like, no, And I was like, I was, you know, seven years old going, can we take it to the vet? And it was like, no, not really. So, you know, that was, I think that was kind of the first thing is like, you know, let her know what, what we're doing, what this is about, um, why we're doing it. You know, I'm not just going out to shoot something. Uh, I'm going out with the intent to bring home some meat to eat. You know, it's going to provide food. And I think the other thing, the probably the, by uh, no, I'm not even going to say probably by far the biggest thing, the biggest like challenge was the weather. She yeah. did not want to be out there in the negative. Well, we don't really get negative, but in the 10 degree temperature, she wanted to be out there in the 70 degrees. Well, when you're out there in the 70 degrees, then the bugs come. So yeah. it's kind of that that like sweet balance of, okay, you know, hit the 50 degrees, the bugs aren't here quite, or bugs are pretty much gone, but it's not quite cold. And, you know, just that was probably the hardest part, making sure that she stayed warm and enjoyed it, you know, because taking her out and I've done this to her before. I'm surprised she keeps coming out with me, honestly, but (laughs) especially, especially turkey hunting, because I'll take her out and, I'll be like, oh, the gobbles are amazing. Not a single bird will gobble that day. And it's like, well, you've seen the worst. Um, But she hasn't seen all that I've seen. You know, I had a 
I've had turkey deer five yards from me and she hasn't got to see all of that yet, but she's starting to, I don't know if she'll ever fully want to kill something, but she's starting to come around to actually enjoying it and just spending time in nature because like I sh- I've shared on our podcast, I've shared this with you, you know, hunting to us isn't all about the kill, you know? Yeah. Now, right now I'm pretty mad at Turkey because I've hunted eight days straight and not killed a bird. Um, so <laughs> it's all about the kill right now for me. Uh, but no, like hunting to me is connecting with nature, seeing things that, you know, you may be the only person that ever got to see that happen. You know, seeing, seeing owls shoot across the field like the other other morning an owl shot across this field I was hunting um, just before sunlight and it looked like a bolt of lightning. I couldn't hear it. All I saw was just this white flash and it was gone. And it was kind of right. like, uh, what was that? You know, and just seeing things like that are, are really cool. And I think she's started to appreciate that, you know, seeing uh, the sunrise, the sunset, things like that. Um, I, I know she appreciates those things. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Do you think, uh, has it, has it, have you seen the benefits, uh, specifically around hunting after getting her involved in it? So I know you mentioned that she had to, to nix a fishing trip with the boys, uh, to, to do a date night, but have you seen any benefits after you get her out to hunt, uh, where she's started to go, okay. And, and be less on your case about hunting or, uh, you know, how, how does that work? How, what direct benefits have you seen from getting her out into the woods? Um, you know, I think the big thing and, um, is that communication aspect that has helped us, but for her to see like, so last year I killed a velvet six point, um, excuse me. And, you know, I hadn't killed a buck in probably 11 years. Um, like a, a buck of size I'd killed like a button buck. Um, but other than that, it'd been quite a while and this velvet buck comes out and I was able to shoot it, kill it. And she got to see my raw reaction to that, you know, holding in the adrenaline, holding in the shake, steadying the bow, bow hitting its mark. And then the relief and letting go and all the adrenaline rushing through the shaking. I was almost crying. I was so excited, but just, you got to see that raw and she also hears me talk about it, about hunting all the time, but seeing it and seeing why I love it so much, I think has given her an appreciation for it. Um, And she also understands that hunting to me, isn't a necessarily a want it's a need. Like it's where I go. It's where I spend time with God. It's where I kind of rejuvenate my soul and rejuvenate my body, honestly, because there's nothing quite like, yes, I love waking up early and getting out there and sitting under a tree. And I told my grandparents this today, you know, I saw one bird today, turkey hunting, um, and it was a hen at about 65 yards. Um, but the gobbles that this morning that I got to hear made it all worth it. I would do it again. I'd wake up at three in the morning to get out there to hear, to hear those birds gobble and not see a single one of them because it's just so cool. And that, you know, helps, I would say recenters me, you know, especially during times of like when, when COVID was going on and there's all this craziness going on in the world. Um, 
and and now especially too, the deer don't care about COVID. They don't care about who's president. They don't care about a pol- a political system. Honestly, Republican, Democrat, they don't care what you are, what you believe in. They're out there living their life, and it's kind of an escape from all that. And I think she sees that I need that because I don't get that fulfillment anywhere else. It's just kind of me, my time with God, getting away and getting out from the craziness of life and tuning into what God has for me, um, which is so weird to say about hunting, but it really is my time for me. It's like uh, Johnny Morris, the owner of Bass Pro, says it, you know, it's like going to the, to church. It's like the church of nature. You, know, you yep. get out there, get to spend time with God, listen to the birds chirp, and I'm a firm believer um, there. I, 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 you know, you told me to have some scripture verse uh, scripture um, if any came up and I did, I don't have any um, because I didn't even think I was going to share this, but uh, there's a verse in the Bible. Um, I'd have to look up where it is um, that talks about um, if we don't praise him, the wind and the way uh, the trees and creation will praise him. And I firmly believe that these birds chirping and, you know, the sound of leaves hitting together or branches from the wind are all a form, are all creation giving back praise to their creator. You know, because I, I just look at things like a, like a turkey, an ugly but cool-looking bird. Yeah. As eyesight that can pick off, like, I think it can read a dime at like 100 yards, like, crazy good eyesight and i read something last season that even if you wash your clothes with a certain uh chemical that's in a lot of our or that was in a lot of our detergents i don't think it is anymore these turkey i don't know how it works but they can see a blue hue from this chemical that's surrounding you and it helps them stay alive and i'm just like that doesn't happen by accident like yeah. That is that to me is signs of a creator. Like how how does this bird how is this bird able to see a chemical on your clothing and know that's danger? Stay away yeah. from that. So that's my long winded answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it, man. And I think that um to to tie that back into into the marriage of one flesh, I think that w- the benefit that it really has is is showing her the pros. Uh you know, showing her why, showing her what you get out of going and doing it, not what you're getting away from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of times when those, when those hobbies and stuff go around that the significant other, the the wife or the husband, what they don't understand is that you're not doing it to get away from them. You're doing it to get to something else, you know, yeah. and, and especially being willing to bring that, bring them along with that uh, is, is important. And even if maybe, you know, maybe you like to do that alone, maybe that is your form of of solitude. Maybe you like to get out and just be alone for a little bit. Uh, just, you know, taking them along a couple of times to at least see, you know, maybe, maybe you're not alone, but you're being quiet and maybe you sit her at a tree, you know, 200 yards away from where you're at. That may not be a good thing on the first one, but just, just trying to, you know, trying to display to them the, uh, the benefits not you know the benefits that you're going to find not the uh the the pains that you're trying to leave you know what i'm saying 
Uh, is that making any sense? Absolutely. You know, I, I want her to tag along with me every chance I can. Um, I was even out with Cam and we had a turkey come close. And while I loved being out with Cam, I was like, man, I wish Madison was here to see this. Um, yeah. It's not a, for me, it's never been, and I know for Cam too, uh, it's never been about getting away and escaping our wives. It's been about maybe escaping the world or, you know, the, the po- po- uh, political noise um, of this world or things like that. Um, but it's never been about getting away from them. It's, we want them there. And, you know, anytime they ask, they're coming with us. Um, that's yeah. just some, and, you know, like you were saying, it's not a bad thing um, if it is your alone time. Because I think everyone needs that kind of alone time, especially if you're an introvert, which both Cameron uh, and, and I are. You know, we're both introverted people, and we get recharged when we're we're alone and able to, to you know, just hang out, not worry about things. Um, so if that's what you need, that's fine. There's, I'm not saying that you know, oh, you should always bring your wife with you, but there is a benefit to showing her why you love hunting so much um, and why it can be an obsession because it's not just going out and killing something. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. And, and I'll add this too, that, um, you know, the idea of this one flesh podcast and you may, you may be able to speak to it a little bit better from a biblical point of view, but the idea is that you are one flesh once you become married, that you are one person. And if you're listening to this right now, and and I know I make jokes and all the guys that are going to, that are, that are my friends. Yes. I make jokes about, you know, we'll do bros night and I'll be like, yeah, I can't stand the woman. I had to get out of there for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll make jokes and it is what it is. And there are times where I get annoyed with the Ellen uh, and I go, damn it. I got to get away from this. You know what I'm saying? But if you truly have a, an activity uh, that you like to do and you really think that it's so that you can get away from the wife and the kids or uh, have alone time away from the wife. Uh, I, I really think that you need to understand that um, that's, that's you hating part of not hating, but that's you not liking a part of yourself. Uh, and you know, that's acceptable sometimes, you know, sometimes some things come out of my mouth and I'm like, man, I really wish I didn't say that. Uh, but what that means is that you need to make that part better in your life, uh, not get away from it. Um, I think that's a really key point here to take away, whether it's hunting, whether it's jujitsu, whether it is, uh, going and hitting the gym, um, you know, trap shooting, whatever the hell it is. Uh, if you think that that's your escape from your wife, uh, you need to make, you need to figure that out and figure out why that is, uh, because you're, you're getting away from yourself. You know what I'm saying? That, that is, that is you like you and your wife are one. And, uh, that tells me that there's something out of balance there. If you're doing it just to get away from, just to get away from your wife, uh, you know, or if that is a big perk of it is that you get to, you know, leave your wife or leave your family, leave your kids and, and go have some alone time. Um, I get it, but the pros need to outweigh the cons there. You know what I'm saying? Like the pros of why you're leaving need to outweigh, uh, you know, just the fact that you're, you're getting to spend time away from your wife and your family. Uh, you need, you need to reassess that. Um, uh, in, in my opinion, what do you think? Austin? No, I, I agree. I think, um, I think it's 
normal to occasionally just need time for yourself. Um, but that shouldn't be the, the normal, like it yeah. shouldn't be, you know, you know, every other day I need time to myself and I'm going to get that by hunting. Like, honestly, the, the fact that we're having a conversation about like, um, our wives and like leaving them to go hunt. I've never had that thought. Like I've never been like, you know, I, I just need to get away from my wife. I could go hunt. I'm going hunting. Every time I go hunt, I check with her. I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I go hunt? And you know, there are some days when I, I tell her like, and it's usually opening days where I'm like, I'm hunting this day. Yeah. Nothing is coming in, in the way of this because it's opening day. I'm going to be out there all day. Um, but it's, I circle back to that communication. I tell her that weeks in advance, you know, she knows that come this deer season, I'm going to take time off of work and go hunt. Um, and I've communicated that with her, but, uh, I think, you know, going back to like the one flesh that that's a really good point of, you know, you're, you're getting away from, you know, a part of you and, if that's the sole reason you're doing anything, not just hunting, um, there's an issue there um, that, you know, maybe it takes talking to a counselor. Um, maybe it takes talking to your pastor or people in your uh, small group or some sort of mentor. Um, I think that's, that's really good. And another thing that I just thought of um I forgot who who the pastor was that was talking about this, uh, but he was talking about, um, and this this kind of relates to marriage, kind of just as advice for for guys and girls in general. Um, but he was talking about how he almost has like a golf bag of friends that make up his inner circle, and right. eat, just like in golf, each club has a specific purpose. And now I'm not saying go make friends with this purpose in mind, but like my core group of friends, each of them I go to for different things, you know, yeah. and for turkey hunting, I'll talk to Trevin of uh, Beatty Custom Calls or Deegan, one of my good friends about, hey, you know, how do I turkey hunt? Something as simple as that. I have another friend completely that I've grown up with that anytime there's something spiritual or th- something like that. I'm talking to him, you know, yeah. and then, and then I have cam that just kind of filters everything because he's probably my closest friend. Um, but just each one of them has kind of the specific purpose. So I think it's good for a man, especially to have those friends and those mentors who are older, like have that person that you go to for your finances, have that person that you can go to for your marriage. And, you know, maybe that's just you and not your wife going to him and saying and being open with him so that he can tell you man to man, dude, you're doing something wrong. You need to fix this. And he's telling you that not in front of your wife, um, but giving you that wake up call. I think, you know, I've after I heard that, I've tried to really create that around myself where I have that group of friends that I can rely on them for different things, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, the episode that I just released on Sunday, we kind of talked about that. Um, or I say we, I, I kind of talked about that where, um, you know, my idea was that you see a lot of people that 
that have friends uh because they get something out of the friendship like and that's not bad they say they make me better you know what i'm saying build your circle around people that make you better in some way uh or something you know somebody that uh, has something to offer for your life you know don't make friends that quote unquote drag you down and the whole idea was that look uh, where you really excel is having friends that you can help give a hand up and then having friends that are giving you a hand up, uh, having yeah. friends that have things figured out more than you do. And then having friends that you're mentoring and that you're teaching, um, you know, a lot of people, they think that they've got their life together when they've only got the friends that are giving them a, you know, a leg up. Uh, but in yeah. reality, if you want to sharpen your craft, you know, they say that you can't, you can't do anything until you teach it, you know, until you can teach mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, you need to have those friends too. And I think that's really important to kind of, like you said, give you that wake up call of, Hey, look, uh, this is what's going on in your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, give you that kind of swift kick in the ass of saying, look, this, this part right here is unacceptable and you need to do better. Um, I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, uh, going back to the, the whole hunting thing, it it doesn't have to be your sole reason to get away, but you and I both know, um, it's the typical, the typical hunting show or, you know, uh, the typical guy, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately any sitcom has just neutered the modern American male, um, and made him into the sad, pathetic creature that has to beg to do anything. Um, but you know, he wants to go hunting or he goes fishing just to get, just to get away from his wife or, you know, he enjoys fishing. He likes to go do the fishing, but you know, he's getting away from the old lady. That's why they're doing these boys trips and stuff like that. Um, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people, uh, who will call you out when you're doing stuff like that. Uh, that's, that's a really good point, Austin. And, and I do kind of like the, obviously you said the word purpose, so I have to endorse what you said. Uh, but you know, having those, those friends with different purposes in your life, I I definitely feel that, um, I I think that's good. And, you know, you want to talk about supporting a good marriage. Uh, what a marriage is supposed to be is this union that, uh, you make in front of the community because you know that they'll help keep it together. Uh, and if you don't have faith that you're, that your friends are going to, you know, help keep your marriage together. They don't need to be in your circle. That's a really good point yep. that I, I like that you, you brought that up. So, uh, well, honestly, I had a, um, a situation in college where I had a buddy of mine who's a real good friend. Um, he was, things were, things were going crazy. Uh, Massa and I were going through a rough patch. Um, he was saying, you know, ditcher. I was saying, I don't feel like that's what I am called to do. Um, and I forgot how we ended up on this topic, but pretty much he felt like I was choosing her over him. Yeah. And I, I told him, I said, listen, right now, yeah, I'm choosing her over you, but I see her as my future wife. And I'm going to choose and listen to what she says over anyone else. Yeah. Um, Including, you know, my best friend could sit here and, you know, say something. My wife could say something completely different about a situation. Um, You know, regardless of what it, what, what it could be. um, I'm going to listen to what she is telling me because part of me, but also, she should be the one that, I mean, one, you have to live with her. That's, that's first thing, but also she's the most important thing to me, right? Uh, outside yeah. of like God and all and that stuff. I mean, 
and in a marriage, your wife should be number one. If she's yeah. not, you know, well, number one, I guess number two, if you're a Christian, put God, then her, you know, but still she should be top of that list. And, you know, if she were to come home and tell me, Hey, I think uh, you should quit hunting. That's, that's going to be a conversation that we're going to have. Obviously it's going to take a long time to figure out, but there's going to be a lot, there's a lot of weight in, in those words from her and yeah. whatever it is, you know, I, I don't just brush that off at like, if you were to come tell me, Hey, you should quit hunting. I'd be like, okay, dude, like why never having you on my podcast again? Why indulge me? But for <laughs> her, it'd be like, Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. Let's figure it out. And you know, it could end with me not hunting because she's the most important thing. And going back to this situation I had, um, I pretty much told him, listen, she's going to be my future wife. So I'm choosing to listen to what she's saying about this situation over what you're saying. Um, and I'm going to put her first in everything I do. And he was married at the time. I said, just like I expect you to do with your wife. And pretty much the friendship ended after that. When I said, Hey, my wife is more important than you. Um, and I'm not afraid to to say that, like my wife is more important than anyone in my life. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna, not gonna sugarcoat and be like, yeah, my wife is pretty important. No, she is the most important. And I feel like that is where a lot of marriages go wrong is hunting is the most important. Fishing's the most important. And your wife slowly moves down that list and all of a sudden, you know, it's hunting, your kids, a hobby, church, and then your wife. And it's like, yep. where is she on that list? And I, then, you know, then you head for a divorce and it gets all messy. And then, you know, there's all that that comes with it. If you keep her at number one and she keeps you at number one, things go a lot better for you. And, you know as a Christian, I see marriage as between three people, me, her, and God. And if I'm doing my part and chasing after God and she's doing her part in chasing after God, um, we're both, we're going to draw closer together. There's a cool graphic of it where it's like a triangle and God's on top. And as you move up towards God, you and your wife become closer. Yeah. And I've seen that in, our marriage, you know, there have been things that have happened that we've got to experience uh, through our faith that we, when we start talking about it more, we, we start praying more, reading the Bible more, even as individuals, all of a sudden I'm loving her more. I'm loving her better. Um, and it, it's really cool how that works. And it just, to me, that's, there's a purpose in I'm trying to work purpose in too hard. I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, you're good. So let, let, me, let me pick it up. Let me pick it up. Yeah. So, um, I agree with you. Your wife does need to be the most important. And, you know, I think that I do want to throw a little bit of nuance in there that your wife needs to be the most important and her words need to have the most weight, but she's not always right. Uh, I do see a lot yeah. of guys fall into that trap too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, 
there there is a lot of nuance in that but the goal should be for your wife once she's your wife to be the most important part of 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 your life and the most important person in your life and you do everything uh to to serve god and to serve her um yeah once once my wife became my wife uh then you know the opinions of my buddies uh they don't outweigh hers you know what i'm saying they don't out at all um and if your goal is to make this woman uh your wife you know that was your your buddy that said that was a pretty selfish reason for him to tell you not to not to not to get married there it was just a weird situation that i could it would take a long time to go into and honestly i forgot a lot of it and i want to say like it wasn't me like not taking what he had to say like it, it wasn't me ignoring him i was listening to what he had to say um but ultimately i was like listen i'm choosing my future wife i have plans to be engaged to marry her um and and i i can't even honestly it's been so long i can't even remember the situation um but it was something it, it was something to to do with that and i was like listen you know i i hear what you're saying and i respect what you're saying um but i'm not going to listen to what you're saying and i feel yeah. like that kind of going to what you were talking about with uh your wife not being always right i feel like that's part of that too where like if Madison were to come in and say you know you need to quit hunting that doesn't mean i instantly go okay facebook marketplace all my gear yeah. and, and get rid <laughs> of it no we're going to have a conversation we're going to talk about it and figure it out and that's that's where that communication comes back in to where you know she may not be right you may not be right you talk about it okay well maybe it's not a i quit hunting maybe it's i quit hunting for a season to realign my life where she is and put her or to realign the order of my life or maybe oh, yeah. it's you know i take a week off or you know we figure it out by communicating with each other mm -hmm. but those those words do have extra weight and yeah and like i said trying to figure out the nuance there is is interesting and that's something that i'm going to dive into uh more in the future because you know there's been buddies that uh i've had that you know they bring this girl around to a couple parties and you know, uh, it's instantly, you know, we're sounding alarm bells off and they're not listening. Uh, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a different situation than what you were in. Uh, but I, I completely agree with you that they need to be the most important, uh, especially once they become, uh, your wife. And what I typically say is that once they've been around, you know, about as long as the buddies have, or, you know, once, once you, you've made that commitment and, and they've become your wife, uh, once you've got that, that stronger connection then it then it shifts to you know their opinion about your friends maybe maybe you start listening to to their opinion about your friends because uh you know you're a part of them like we've discussed and so uh there's a lot of nuance wrapped up in that that i don't know that i'm qualified uh to discuss just quite yet um but no man i, I completely agree with everything that you've said so far uh as far as getting your wife involved and uh doing things you know with your wife and and having that that quality time together austin do you have anything else for us on, on that matter what, what else do you have to say for us uh get your wives outdoors you won't regret it take them along with you um when you go hunt and fish you know it doesn't have to be every time uh but for them to get to see why you love the chase of you know a turkey or a deer so much 
I think there's benefit in that um, and could let, could end with you hunting more. So that's never a bad thing. I mean, uh, but seriously, though, um, my wife is the most important thing to me um, outside of my faith. And those two I see as kind of hand in hand. And if, if anything in my life starts to wreck that, that's when I see us having problems. When I, when I see us start to argue more, to get into more fights. And we've been married two years, and really the only quote-unquote fights that we've had are just discussions going, hey, you're hunting too much, or hey, you know, you said this, and it made me feel this way. And we've been able to communicate and get past those. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I'll say this, you know, uh, you, your wife is the most important. And if she's came to you and said, I want you to quit hunting altogether, uh, that needs to be a discussion that happens. But I'll tell you this right now, if you jump in and you do the work, like what we're talking about and you get your wife outdoors and you're invested in the things that she's doing, uh, whatever the hell she likes to do, whether it's taking pictures or going to the movies or, uh, whatever it is, if you invest yourself in the things that she likes to do and you get her invested in the things that you like to do, uh, I've got, ten dollars that says that uh this whole we're never hunting discussion never happens to you and hunting will become increasingly like you said less of an issue in your relationship if you're actually doing the work at home uh to make your to make your marriage flourish i'm willing to put ten dollars at least on that so uh, oh absolutely. Well, I don't, yeah i have one more thing um i have an elk hunt coming up where i'm going to be gone for over 10 days and i've been doing a lot of research and the best advice i got um, and this is for any hunting trip you take is make sure your home life is good. Make sure your mm -hmm. kids are good. Make sure your wife is good before you go on this trip. Because if you leave and it's miserable, you're never going to leave again. Um, yeah. but also, so that's like the selfish side, but also shouldn't you do that for your wife and kids? Like, shouldn't you, you know, maybe get your wife a massage, make sure, you know, the kids have what they need for school before you leave, like things like that. Yeah. That's going to go a long way in showing, especially your kids that you care about them. Even when you're gone, you know, making sure you're able to check in on them um, every night, whether like with a satellite phone or something, or, you know, write a letter for every night you're gone that they can read, you know, things like that have a very, very, very big impact influence and impact on your wives and kids yeah no i agree with you taking care of that stuff before before you head out uh giving them an idea of you know i, I like to set up you know my wife uh i like to help her you know think about things that she's going to do while i'm gone you know what i mean uh yeah thing, things like that and and let her know what i how long i'm going to be gone uh what it's going to look like when i get back you know how mm -hmm. our plans are changing and yeah the security helps a lot and i and i'll i agree heavily uh, with what you said, you know, and like you said, give a little bit of extra before you go, um, you know, give her a back rub that lasts more than like a minute and a half. And that doesn't end on her <laughs> boobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I was, I was shocked when my, when my wife was like, Hey, uh, when you give me a back rub, my, my back isn't like my back isn't on my chest. That's not where my back is. Like you're giving me the back rub the wrong way. Um, <laughs> wait, really? No, it's a joke because it always turns into well, something. No, else. I'm I'm trying I'm, I'm trying oh, to figure. Oh, out. okay, you're playing into. I was like, oh. how do you? How do yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Then 
Yeah, I know. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. I, I totally. I thought you like. I thought that went way over your head. I was like, wow, this is embarrassing. No, no, no. no, no. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I was yeah. playing along. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, yeah, really? Uh, I didn't I know. Think, I you know what I mean? Guys, we, I think as guys, we all all know where a back massage is supposed to lead, right? <laughs> well, for us, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for us. us. For them, they might just want a back massage. Give her just a back massage. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give a little bit more because you're about to get a whole lot. And I promise that if you do those things, uh, aside from my shitty jokes, uh, I promise that if you if you do those things, um, it will help. Uh, yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll help a lot. So Austin, man, I think we've wrapped, I think we've got it all, uh, taken care of pretty good, huh? I think so. Yeah. Awesome, man. I totally thought that joke went over your head. I like freaked out for a <laughs> second. I was like, oh damn, we might have to cut this if you really didn't get that. <laughs> I've had to do that a couple times. Not going to lie. I've made a joke and it's been like, oh, this hurts. It hurts. It hurts I'm so glad bad. We're not. It's like, I'm glad we're not live. I'm glad I can edit that out because that hurt. <laughs> no, I, I tend to leave it in even if I look like an asshole. So um, <laughs> most most times, so I've barely ever cut anything. But uh, no, man, this this is this has been really good. And uh, it, it's a good little conversation, uh, good little conversation about marriage. And um, it, it's really important. Austin, I hope to have you on. Uh, you know, a couple more times in the future, just to, just to talk about your, your experience. And I think it's important for us as young married couples to uh, number one, to exercise this in our own lives, like what we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but number two is young married couples to really connect with those guys that we know uh, with the guys that are like us, that are maybe a couple of years younger than us uh, to give them this solid advice uh, that, that could help them down the road because, you know, they'll, they'll talk to the guy that's been married for 50 years. Uh, and it just means a whole lot less because, you know, or sometimes it means a whole lot less because it's like, old man, what do you know? You know, you don't know anything about me and my wife. Um, this stuff is real and it's better, you know, uh, what is it? A, a, an ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. Is that what mm -hmm. they, I is think that the so. Saying? Yeah. So yeah, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So guys get out there, uh, go do the things that your wife likes to do. Uh, take her to do the things that you like to do and everything will be okay. That was Austin Reinold with just one outdoors. Uh, go listen, go ahead and throw your, uh, go ahead and throw your ads and all that stuff in there. Let us know where to find you. Uh, pretty much all social media. It's at just one outdoors or just one outdoors. We have a orange and black logo with a deer head says just one outdoors. Um, you can find our podcast really anywhere um spotify and apple are kind of the main two but they're on all the other ones that i i don't even think anyone listens to them but um they're out there for you and then um i think that's everything oh we have a youtube channel just one outdoors as well same logo that you'll find logo that you'll find on um instagram facebook all that um on ins on instagram if you want if you like hunting and want to be a guest uh, there's a link on there that you can fill out a form and we'll be in touch with you. If, uh, if we want to have you as a guest, that's awesome, when, man. When we want to have you as a guest, I should say. Yeah. When we want to have you as a guest, I'll start putting in like, uh, the funny names in there. You know what I'm saying? Like see more butts. <laughs> I'll start, I'll start sending you different funny, just so that I can be on more episodes. Oh, you'll be on more. We're going to have to be like just... a hunt or something. And oh do like yeah, dude, I would at some point 
I I would love that, dude. That would be so awesome. So I want to hunt from a golf cart. You want to hunt from a golf cart? <laughs> well, seeing as how the legalities, we don't really know how the legalities go on that. Go listen. Uh, that's yeah. another thing we need to mention. I was on just one outdoors podcast, and uh, you know, I, I don't know how much my words are worth, but in between all of the stuff that I said, they had some good stuff to say. So uh, go listen to what they had to say on on just one outdoors, uh, and you'll get to hear all the funny hunting stories where uh, I actually the, the podcast is about me for a change. So um, go listen to that. But I want y'all to come and hunt the land that I'm hunting. Uh, down here in Meredith. I want y'all to tell me how, like, tell me if it's just tripping, like if it's not as hard as what I think I, what, what I think it is. Um, I, yeah. I would, I would, I would, yeah, I want eventually y'all to come down here and hunt this. And, and if nothing else, like give me tips on how to hunt it because it's the only land I have to hunt right now. And so within the next few years, I want y'all to come down here and just get a look at it. Okay. So. Uh, shoot me the uh, name of it again so that I can uh, look at it on Onyx and stuff and I'll start breaking yeah. it down. I, that's one of the things I love to do is break down properties and stuff on, on Onyx and figure out where I think the deer will be. Most times I am somewhat right. Other times I'm not right at all. So yeah. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll shoot it to you. I'll shoot you some of my Onyx pins and stuff like that. Okay. But anyway, Austin, we both got to go get some dinner. We both got to get up in there early in the morning. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening to one flesh on the purpose podcast. Uh, you're getting to hear this Wednesday. Austin will actually be on the purpose podcast on Sunday as well. And we're going to talk about a whole different slew of things. So, um, Austin, I really appreciate you getting on here, giving me some content. Uh, this, this kind of partnership that we're, that we're creating with, uh, purpose and just one outdoors is, is going to be awesome and I, and I can't wait to see uh what the future holds so thanks austin and thanks everybody for listening